It felt like the injuries started to catch up with the Bucks the other night in San Antonio, and it continued tonight at home against the Hawks. The Bucks lose, and uh, a couple more injuries to add to the list, but there was a bright spot, and that was Marjon Beauchamp, and he was excellent tonight, and we can talk about the rookie on his career night, and then overall, just look at where the Bucks sit in terms of their roster and what their options are over the next few weeks as they try and ride this out to potentially maybe hopefully get healthy. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Goal for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. and hear me on this show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN alongside me, uh, the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. And of course, uh, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or first listen, whether it's on the old school audio platform or you want to look at the beautiful lighting in the household of Frank Madden and doing it on YouTube. We appreciate uh, everyone's support. And uh, I mentioned it, but jump on YouTube. It's fun. We're building a little community here. Twitter could be about to die and maybe YouTube is where we uh, follow on and then continue our conversation. So jump on YouTube, hit subscribe. Uh, We really appreciate it. And today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. So the Bucs do lose to the Hawks, Frank. It was a pretty ugly game. They couldn't hit a three to save themselves. And overall, uh, probably one of those games that we wouldn't describe as uh, the most entertaining uh, outing of all time. I saw Twitter was starting to get a little bit uh, upset about what was happening on the court. How did you take this, Frank? Because I'm always curious to know how you uh, work through Bucks games and... Uh, just be aware of your internet there as well, Frank. You're a bit sketchy to start this podcast. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I saw Drew, just n- no illusion of Drew Holiday playing today, my immediate thought was even with Giannis coming back, looking at Atlanta, who they have, you know, we're not convincing with in the one game they won and looked really bad with a week ago, against a week ago, even without Trey Young. Um, and then Cleveland and Philly the rest of the week. I came into the night thinking like, man, if they get win one game this week, I'll probably be happy with that. And, um, you know, I think we saw, well, I wasn't hoping to be so pessimistic, you know, I mean, you're coming in 10 and two, but again, this is why I think you had to be so thankful for banking early wins because I mean, right now, like that you lose Wes Matthews tonight, um, Grayson Allen, you lost tonight. Uh, the bench is becoming very thin. Pat Connaughton is on week four of a three week theoretical injury. Who knows when he's going to come back? Chris Middleton, who knows? Um, so the injuries are, are hitting hard and, uh, you know, probably the, the insult to injury is that Giannis just, I mean, he hasn't looked like Giannis in the month of November. He's only played four games, uh, this month and coming back from the injury looked really rusty and just completely lacking confidence in his jump shot. So, um, it's just a bit of a struggle right now. And as you said, I mean, the one bright spot really was, was Marjan Bochamp. So it's just kind of funny how 
quickly we go from, you know, like 10 and one start to the year to uh, like rooting for rookies and just having to reserve excitement for, uh, for a young guy showing out. And, um, you know, this is now three times in, in the last week or so that, that Marjon's really made an impact. And, uh, you know, I think, again, this will be one of those games that, you know, you kind of forget about in the grand course of a, of a regular season. Just as you said, they couldn't hit any shots. Giannis looked really bad. The Hawks defended him well. And again, just struggling to, to kind of get any touch either at the line or, or outside the restricted area. But, but Marjan Bochamp, I mean, <laughs> if you had told me, you know, coming into the season or even two weeks ago that he would have his first 20 point game at this point of the season playing in a game that, you know, again, obviously there are guys missing, but it's not like this was one of those just complete punt games, right? This was a real opponent. Um, and it's now the second time in a week that he's really, really played well. Um, that, that obviously was, was kind of the one that's a silver lining from this. And certainly for, you know, compared to, you know, Jordan Wara, I think everyone would probably look at Marjan Bochamp as, as being safely in the lead in terms of whatever competition there may be there. But, you know, fortunately we thought that we thought the opportunities would be getting fewer for these guys, you know, who are again, sort of the, on the margins of the rotation when healthy. But the reality is again, with Chris and Pat, no imminent return there, Drew Holiday. Um, is he back this week? Ho- hopefully from that ankle injury, but maybe not. We'll see. Um, and who knows? I mean, Giannis turned his ankle. If he sat out Wednesday's game, cause that one swells up in the next day or so. I wouldn't be shocked either. So <laughs> those guys are going to continue to see minutes, especially if Grayson Allen and, and Wes Matthews and all these guys continue to be out. So again, this week will probably be a bit of a struggle. If you can win one game, I think you'd be happy, but it's an 82 game grind. And, you know, again, that's why you, you take all those wins that you can get early in the season. Cause you're going to have stretches like this where guys are dinged up and you're dealing with, you know, half of your normal rotation. And, um, we'll see kind of how it plays out, but I think, uh, yeah, I mean, this was just a, a rough one to watch on a number of fronts and, um, you know, you just move on and you sort of try to try to get guys healthy, but right now Buck's getting less healthy before they're getting healthy. It looks like. Yeah. I mentioned some of the frustration that I saw on Twitter, which is a little bit funny for me because I was sort of watching this game and looking at the lineups that are out there on the floor. And then you, you sort of mentioned Grayson Allen goes down and Wesley Matthews goes down and it was kind of just inevitable. Uh, you would love it if, if Giannis was able to score in a few different ways and more efficiently than he has to this point. But at the same time, uh, he, he also tweaked his ankle as you referenced there. So there was just a lot going wrong um, that I couldn't find myself getting frustrated by this game. It was just like, geez, I'd be happy if this game ended until Bochamp obviously had uh, those moments that he did. But, you know, Bud really didn't want to put Mamu on the floor either. He definitely didn't want to put Thanasis on the floor either. So they only had three guys left on the bench and two of them were in warm-ups because Bud didn't want to play them. So <laughs> there was... Uh, Bobby Portis was in foul trouble as well. So just looking at some of the lineup combinations that were out on the floor, it was bizarre. They were going with the three bigs. Serge Barker was out there playing two-man game with Bobby Portis there at one point and shooting three. So there was just a lot of strange stuff that was happening in this game. And by the way, Atlanta's just a decent team as well. They've been winning games and have a, a pretty good record to start the season. But I want to ask you more about Marjon Bochamp, though, because I think it's hard to really imagine this team at full strength now because we haven't seen it yet. We're a month into the season. There's so many guys that are out, and it feels almost impossible that they're all going to be back at one point in time. But 
yeah, clearly at this point, Bochamp is the one that's that's grabbed the torch and, and War has really, really struggled. And Bochamp's doing a bunch of different things that I think uh, you know, Mike Budenholzer would be pleased with and probably uh, Giannis as well. But I want to talk about our friends at Sweatblock. Today's episode is brought to you by uh, Sweatblock. And uh, I've spoke about Sweatblock uh, quite a few times on this podcast. And uh, if you know someone who you know is suffering from excessive or embarrassing sweating, uh, Sweatblock might be the product for you. And uh, I did mention that I went to New Zealand last week and I tell you what, first international trip in a long time. First of all, I was sweating on the plane. There's no doubt about that. I don't love flying. Uh, but then when we got off the plane in New Zealand, we had to go to customs. For some reason, there was a two and a half hour line in customs. It was packed with people. I'm talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people just squished into this New Zealand customs area like sardines. I was sweating like a maniac. I probably stunk. And I did think to myself, a sweat block. What a, what a beautiful product that would be if I had some uh, on me there. But I didn't. So that's a, that's a foul for me. But I know how I can do it. I can go to sweatblock.com. And if you ask someone or you know someone that you love that is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% off with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Uh, it's also available over at Amazon as well. And uh, that's not all we got for you today, uh, Frank, because we're going to talk about Rocket money as well. If you're wasting money on subscriptions, 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Maybe it's uh, your unused Amazon Prime account. I'm probably guilty for that. Or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. There's this great app that I use that helps me track all my expenses. And because of it, I no longer have to waste money on subscriptions I don't even use. You might have heard of it. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as True Bill that we uh, have actually uh, spoke about on this podcast quite a lot. So uh, I spoke about it before when I was living in Milwaukee, had a, had a gym membership, but I don't know why. If you look at my little noodle arms, do you, everyone would be surprised that I was going to a gym. But I was going to a gym, moved back to Australia, forgot about the subscription. These these cats over at this gym are charging me a cleaning fee. I don't even live in the country anymore. But if I had Rocket Money, I would have been fine. So cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Uh, seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on. All right, Marjan Bochamp. 20 points, eight rebounds. He's hitting th- step back threes off the dribble now. He's running in transition. He's diving into the crowd. He's hitting the offensive glass. Uh, let me just ask you straight up. What, what are you most impressed by, or is there something in particular uh, early in the season, and there's been ups and downs, which there always will be with a rookie. But is there something in particular with Bochamp uh, that has impressed you the most? You know, I it's it's kind of funny. I, I hesitate to say that he's like, you know, like a a plus defender in terms of, you know, helping you play really good defense right now because he still fouls a lot. Um, but I I think you can really see the outlines of why he was a guy that we were generally really excited about from like a defensive profile perspective. Uh, you know, he spent a lot of time on DeJounte Murray tonight. Um, I think, I think there's, I think those, they know each other well cause they're both uh, Washington area products. Um, but I mean, it's, it's pretty intriguing to have a guy that can defend, you know, on the ball. Um, you know, I think he's still figuring out how to get over screens and, you know, shade guys and, and pick and rolls, things like that. But, 
I think he's a guy with his size. You know, he, he, he's going to get, I think, stronger, bigger and stronger as he, you know, gets more time in an NBA weight room working with an NBA staff. Sookie Hobson, she'll take care of him. Um, and I think, you know, he came, he's officially listed at 6'7", 197. If, if he gets to 215 over the next year or two um, or, or 220, you know, something in that range, uh, I think you're looking at a guy that, again, is is just has this really intriguing combination of size and, and from a physical profile perspective, you know, those are the types of guys that um, you just love to throw into the mix of a great team like like the Bucks, just wing depth and guys that can, you know, have strength and defend at a high level. And, you know, again, just I think that the tools are there. I, I think, you know, he, he'll make plays that are impressive. Um, you know, I thought he really bothered DeAndre Hunter on a number of possessions tonight, forced pretty difficult step back jump shots, like long twos. Um, and so to have a guy that can, you know, competently defend DeJounte Murray, again, not that he's like locking down DeJounte Murray or something like that, but like the fact that you, you know, Bud can say like, all right, you're defending DeJounte Murray and then other possessions you're defending a guy like DeAndre Hunter. Um, that's the profile of guys that you, you know, if you're a really good team that wants to win championships, you want guys like that. And so I think, you know, for me, it all starts with the defense and obviously the bar is, is not that high when, you know, your primary competition is, is Jordan Wara Cause that's obviously not his strength on the defensive end. Um, but I think, you know, like the offensive stuff to me, the, the three point shooting has been very streaky. I, you know, I hesitate to say the three point shooting has been, impressive i mean he came to this game shooting 27 percent um and he so you know he's highly dependent on like he, i think he was like i think we talked about last week right he was five for eight in that in that one game in okc he was like four of 21 uh, in, in all of the games before that um you know but that said you love obviously seeing him make threes he struggled on friday in san antonio uh, but tonight um hits what two out of three two out of four i think and then i think you know the the part that then I, I expect he'll probably be a solid three-point shooter, especially given that he's mainly going to shoot, you know, corner threes. I think he's a guy that we, I think, worried a little bit about his, like, confidence. And, you know, I think he's still figuring out when he's going to be aggressive versus when, you know, he's going to be deferential. We know, obviously, it's not like he's going to, like, try to ball hog it and, like, run a bunch of pick and rolls or something like that. But, you know, finding that balance, especially when you've got Giannis and better players out on the floor with you, um, is, is obviously something you just have to kind of figure out for yourself. Uh, but I think tonight, you know, we saw him, you know, put the ball on the floor a couple times and just look a little bit more comfortable attacking the basket. And, you know, I mentioned on the previous pod, he gets stripped an absolute ton when he's driving his, his handle is still needs a lot of work. His strength with the ball needs a lot of work, but, um, you know, he's got at times you see like a little bit of wiggle with him where he's, you know, able to contort his body, get to the basket um you know draw a foul or or finish around guys uh you know if he can get to competent three-point shooting and then at the same time when teams are closing out on him if he's a threat to put the ball on the floor and get to the rim and finish again it's not to say that you know it's not that makes him a 20 point per game score or something like that but um but that really makes him dangerous in in an offense where he's not going to be ever need to be the primary guy right so um, so I think it's just those little things. I mean, probably the play that blew me away the most was the end-to-end play. Um, we well, had a couple end-to-end plays. Probably the first one, not the one I was going to say about the first one. You know, he he makes a great save 
<laughs> keeping the ball in bounds on the defensive end and then, you know, catches and, sh- and in one motion um, shoots a, a catch and shoot three, which again, was that, you know, is that the shot you want him taking? Uh, if the offense has Drew Holiday and Chris Milton on the floor with him and Giannis, maybe not, but um, you know, it was cool to see him just kind of, again, funnel that defensive energy into offense and make a play. And, you know, he, again, he was one of the few guys that kind of like was actually giving the Bucks energy tonight, but I thought the one that was probably more impressive, um, you know, he makes a strip on a drive. I can't, do you remember, I can't remember who it was, if it was Murray or, or Hunter or who it was, but you know, basically he's defending the ball, gets a strip, gets the steal ball gets picked up by whoever it was, one of the other bucks and they pass him the ball. He's, starting to streak down on a two-on-one and, you know, ball nearly gets picked off, does a nice job just like catching it and getting into his dribble. And then I think his, you know, to be honest, like I mentioned the dribbling, that needs a lot of work. Also his passing, he's got no feel for passing right now. But the fact that on this break, he whips around and around the back pass to George Hill, which George Hill probably could have tried to go for a layup. Instead, he dumps it to Bobby Portis for an and one. So Marjan didn't get the assist, but you know, that was just, uh, that was one of those plays where certainly I was not expecting that type of, of play in that situation. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think playmaking is ever going to be his strength, but again, that's just one of those things where you hope that these reps and just getting confidence and, um, experience on the floor, knowing where guys want the ball, how guys are going to fill lanes, you know, the geometry of the half court offense, uh, hopefully that allows him to become a better passer in time and get a little bit better feel for that sort of thing. But that was a, that was a really fun play, obviously. And honestly, I mean, that was the kind of last best hope probably the Bucks had in that game that made it 108-99. Portis could have made it an eight-point game at the foul line. Unfortunately, he misses a free throw, and, you know, they really didn't get close after that. But, uh, but yeah, I think just, you know, encouraging signs from him and, um, you know, the, the silver lining of even more injuries to Bucks' wings – is that, uh, you know, he's going to have to keep playing like this. You know, he's going to continue to get opportunities, but, um, you know, he's deserved them now regardless. And uh, he's got some margin of error, obviously. It's not like he's playing, you know, five minutes a half and he'll get one or two shots. And if he makes it or misses it, it's going to determine, you know, his his impact on the night. So, um, so it's been good to see. I mean, we, you know, we didn't know if he would need to go down to the G League to see these kinds of minutes. Um, so it's not, not ideal from a basketball winning perspective that you're having to force him into these situations, but, um, you know, credit to him, he's taken the opportunity and, um, you know, I think, I think as you were saying, I don't think you can really get mad at any of the, at any of the, the guys tonight on the floor that, that were actually healthy enough to play and, and blame them for this loss. I mean, you can blame it on Giannis because Giannis, you expect obviously the world from him. That's just the burden he carries and, and he just wasn't very good tonight, but you know, Marjan and honestly, like all these other guys, they're just being stretched probably in most, a lot of cases farther than they really should be. But um, you know, they're doing everything they can. And obviously Marjan tonight came through big and who knows, hopefully he's got a one or two more of these uh, up his sleeve in the next week or two. Cause it seems like the bucks are going to probably need him to, to play extended minutes uh, for at least a little another while. Uh, well, as you mentioned, there is a bit of Marjan for error uh, with uh, Bo Champ there. And, you know the people are coming for you for even mentioning blame with the word uh, Giannis there, with the name Giannis. So the people are going to be coming for you for that comment. And uh, you mentioned that Bochamp... Wait, wait, here's a... Here's a, here's a what, what do you think Giannis is from outside the restricted area in his last two games? Both losses to the Hawks, uh, of course. But what do you think he is outside the restricted area in the last two games? I just oh, I looked think... this up. 
Well, I don't think he's very good on the season, let alone the last two games. So I'm not sure. I know it's bad. I, uh, yeah. He's 0 for 15. He's 0 for 15 outside the restricted area in the last two games. And I tweeted out like some of the numbers. I mean, he's he's probably at about 20% from both floater range and 20% from mid-range right now. Uh, and I mean, some of these shots are, just, I mean, he like airballed like a five-footer and he had a couple like potential and ones where he like, you expect him to like lay it in and he literally like, laid it short didn't get rim on like a layup attempt like I, I don't know he's just you can tell he's just struggling for feel with the ball and you know it seemed like in the fourth quarter he took a couple jump shots which it, it felt like almost like he was he was just treating him like practice shots like he's just like all right we're probably losing this game like I just I just need to see a shot go down and he missed both of those and um you know again obviously this stuff kind of it comes and goes but he's been overall now I mean we always talk about Giannis like every year he improves like so far, even with the numbers as, as huge as they are, right? It's crazy. I mean, he came to this game averaging 32 points a game, but he's basically just doing it by getting to the rim even more than he usually does and just being even more of a monster at the rim. And everything else has just been, you know, kind of pulling teeth. And the free throw line again tonight, meh, you know, he hasn't been great from the line. But, you know, for me, really, the question is that you just hope that he gets his feel back for the mid range and, you know, like he, you can tell he, he just doesn't have any confidence to even shoot like a little hook shot. Right. Like you can tell it just, he just feels like he has to get to the rim right now because everything else just isn't there. So hopefully that's part of this is just the fact that he's been in and out of the lineup with the injuries and hasn't been able to get much of a rhythm, but, um, but we'll see. I mean, again, I, I, I hope the ankle thing doesn't prevent him from playing on Wednesday because obviously Cleveland, even if Donovan Mitchell has his own injury problem, own ankle problem, who knows if he'll play, but, um, you know, going over against that Cavs team without any of Giannis, Drew, and, and Chris, not exactly wouldn't, wouldn't exactly be well something you want to look forward to uh, if you're a Bucks fan. But um, but yeah, it's just a struggle for him right now, and I'm sure being out of out of the lineup and kind of coming back for a game or two here or there, and then going back out is not helping. So you just kind of hope that knee is starting to feel better because again, they need him. Obviously, um, they need him not shooting. I think it's the four straight games he's been under fifty percent from the field. So. They need him not being, you know, eight out of 21 with eight turnovers. Obviously, we we know he's way better than that. And I don't even think it was the Atlanta defense so much tonight, right? I, like a Kongu, I didn't think even really saw him that much. Um, but charges and, you know, just missing stuff around the basket, not being able to get feel from mid-range. It's just just been a struggle here these, these past couple weeks. And, again, hopefully he's able to kind of just start to get healthy, feel healthy, and, and start to get some of those reps down. So So we'll see. Giannis always bounces back. It's just a matter of how long it takes. Well, some positive news for Giannis and our Greek friends listening to the podcast. Uh, Harris Stavry did tweet out that it looks like Greece qualified for the World Cup next year today. So uh, that's great news for Greece. They've now earned the right to lose to Australia in the World Cup. So congratulations, uh, for, <laughs> congratulations for that honor. And I look forward to seeing you all over there in Japan, the Philippines, Indonesia, across three countries. Unbelievable stuff, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of a lot of fun, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. And uh, Frank, you mentioned that Marjan Bochamp might not have got an assist for that behind the back pass, but he got an assist in my heart. That was a beautiful highlight from tonight's game. But if you had Marjan Bochamp on Prize Picks, you might have been a little bit annoyed uh, by that. And if you're not really aware of what I'm talking about, Prize Picks is pretty easy to play. Uh, you just pick two to five players, and if they score more or less, then the prize picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. So it doesn't have to be basketball. There's NFL. Uh, well, baseball's done now, but hockey, golf, 
all all different types of sports there that you can find on price picks. So the entries are made in 60 seconds. It's that easy and it's safe and fast. So download the price picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred bucks with the promo code locked on. So don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to a hundred bucks. Uh, that's prizepicks.com. Locked on Sports Today podcast is an absolute ripper as well. Make sure you check it out. All sports from around the world. Uh, catch up every morning after you're done with Locked on Bucks. Uh, Frank, another player that's just struggling a little bit here lately. And foul trouble was certainly a problem tonight. There was a bit of frustration. Uh, picked up a technical foul there. But Bobby Portis, because... It was only a week ago. I was saying, look, sixth man of the year. These stars will miss a few games. Bobby will absolutely pump up those numbers and it'll look great when he eventually goes back to his role uh, as a reserve. But he just, uh, he's been battling. He can't make shots. Yeah, Yeah, he just can't make shots. Yeah, And uh, particularly from three, I mean, I think we all thought, you know, he's probably not a high 40s three-point shooter for the rest of his career, but... It's kind of weird. It's he's just in one of those ruts now where when he's shooting the ball, I don't particularly think it's going in. He's just struggling, and uh, he has been a professional scorer throughout his career, but he's been in a rut for a little while now. Yeah, I, he's an obvious guy that you look at when the Bucks are missing their stars. Like, oh, okay, Bobby Portis can now kind of go to work, and you know, Bobby buckets, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, it, it's. I think in, in my head, I was sort of thinking of it as, you know, he's been, had a really good partnership with Giannis the last couple of years. Like they play really well together. And I think with Bobby, I mean, whatever, it's like a couple of weeks worth of, of games, but it's kind of felt like, you know, the lack of star power and grab the gravity that comes with it. And that, you know, forcing him to have to just do more. Cause, cause the thing, I mean, he can obviously ISO up and shoot mid range jumpers and that stuff. But <clears throat> to me, that's kind of like the, you know, that's like the tax, uh, like an efficiency tax. Like th- those are, you know, he, he's not going to be like an efficient scorer doing that all the time. And what he needs are, you know, Giannis drawing attention and kicking out to Bobby for open threes or, you know, having Drew and, and Chris, you know, finding him open under the basket for layups and things like that. And then, you know, the fact that he can be a, at least a solid ISO guy um, is, is kind of rounds out his skill set. But when, he's having to do a lot of that and nobody's giving him, you know, easy looks, then it's kind of been what we've been seeing. And I mean, to his credits, he's like still like a double double guy every night, yeah. but it just seems like every night at six, you know, tonight, six for 15 for 14 points or whatever it was, you know, five for 13, you know, again, poor, poor shooting nights. And again, both him and Giannis sort of at the same time, just not scoring efficiently um, for kind of different reasons. And obviously the, the jump shot sort of, betraying them both to, to varying degrees, obviously. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, if, if they're going to be without uh, obviously a bunch of guys here over the next week or two, then you have to cross your fingers that Bobby kind of snaps out of his slump a little bit, but um, didn't, didn't happen again tonight. But again, he, he also did have some moments, <clears throat> as you mentioned, I think had a kind of a slow start. And then um, I felt like probably like half his points might've come in the fourth quarter. I don't, I don't have the numbers yeah. in front of me exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Bucks half court offense was just brutal tonight, and uh, I think with with Javon and George Hill in particular, right? I mean, like having Javon and George Hill as your backup point guards can like work when you've got three high level scorers and creators around them. But 
just really hard, right? I mean, Javon, like George Hill had actually a pick and roll dump off to Giannis for a dunk today, which is like crazy because normally like Javon and George like have no idea how to get Giannis easy baskets out of pick and roll. So that was nice to see. Um, and I think Javon was four for 11 tonight. I mean, whatever, like he scored 36 and 21 points the last two games. Like we can't ex- expect Javon Carter to like just continually be like a 20 point, <laughs> point per game score. I mean, it's just, it's just not reasonable. Um, but I swear four out of 11, we're all four of those like running one handed pick and roll floaters. It seems like unbelievable the degree of difficulty on this shot. Yeah. And um, again, like when he runs the pick and roll with Giannis, like I have no illusion that he's going to be able to pass and get Giannis anything. Um, you know, it's really just a question of, can he get an open look that, that he can finish. Um, and uh, so, but you know, it is what it is. I, my only, my only complaint about Javon is, and there was one example where Giannis, um, he eventually passed to Giannis on the break. And that was when Giannis like avoided the charge and kind of threw the pass over his shoulder to Bobby for a layup. Javon did, did, like needs to get the memo. Like when Giannis is asking you for the ball, give him the damn ball in transition. Like he waits too often. Like Javon's like, well, I'm a point guard. I, I'm the one bring the ball. It's like, dude, no, give the ball to Giannis. Go to the corner and get open for a three point shot. Like that is, that is my officially my only Javon Carter complaint. He's got, he's got a little bit of the Brogdonitis when it comes to like understanding, you know, who, who's uh, whose butter you need to, you know, whose bread you need to butter, who, whose points you need to put in the paint or whatever we, our equivalent would be. Um, just give the ball, give the damn ball to be honest in transition. Just get the, get the F out of the way. Um, and, and don't, don't worry about advancing the ball and waiting to give Giannis the ball in transition and nearly got him a charge tonight. He had enough of those on his own. So anyway, but yeah, I mean, again, no, no, no serious complaints about Javon. He didn't have a monster night, but it was, it was due to happen at some point. And, um, what he's given them over the past week, uh, I, 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 I officially withdraw any other complaints other than that one nip. No, that's uh, absolutely very fair, and uh, I did tweet this. And I've did actually did he fall out? Did he foul out tonight? I, he did get like Trey Young was getting the better of him with some of the foul baiting and some of that stuff. Like Javon, yeah, Javon. What did he have five fouls tonight? It it was it was not fun to watch <laughs> there in the in the second half, and particularly got a tech too. So uh, yeah, I mean Trey didn't have a monster night or anything, but uh, it was. Uh, yeah, it, it was a bit of a come down game for Javon, but you know, so it goes. He's had a big few days. We'll never forget yeah. the double overtime thriller in OKC, thirty six points. Thank, 12. thank God they won. Yes. Thank God they won that game, right? I mean, if they lose that game, then you could be looking at a six game losing streak by the end of the week. So that's hey, scratch and claw, any win you can get. We'd be up here wondering what the partnership of Victor Wembanyama and Marjan Bochamp is going to look like. Uh, do the Bucks even have a first round pick? Probably not. Do they? Nah, don't think so. This year? No, I don't think so. Jeez. Better start winning. Better start winning the old uh, the old box. I wonder who has their first round pick then. I guess the Pelicans. But uh geez, I'll tell you what, the Pelicans are cashing in with these tanking teams, the Bucks and Lakers. But anyway, <laughs> uh, let's uh let's wrap this up with a positive. So you spoke about the transition stuff. I tweeted about this. Not my most technical analysis, but there was one play tonight where Marjan Bochamp inbounded the ball, and I think it was Giannis was walking up the court with the ball and everyone's already in the half court. I've never seen a man sprint faster than Bochamp just to get up the floor and, and run to the corner. Like that is one thing that you never have to worry about him. A, 
He's very aware that Giannis needs the ball. And B, he's willing to sprint as fast as he possibly can to get down the floor. So I, th- I think Giannis will enjoy that. We've spoken about the fact that uh, he'll get some easy buckets if that's what he does in transition. And he did with that uh, right-handed dunk there. In, I believe it was the second quarter. So overall, a pretty tough night for the Bucks. But it's been a while since we've had a rookie to to get it you know, potentially excited about and see what he's doing on the floor. So watching Marge on Bochamp's been fun uh, the last week or so here. And as you said, he's getting more minutes than potentially we thought. I don't know if I predicted he was going to play 35 minutes and start multiple games in, in a row here. Um, but something to look forward to on Wednesday because we're, we're not sure who's going to play in this game against the Cavs. All right, let's wrap it up. Check out the Locked On Sports Wait, Today podcast. What, 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 Frank, what, what you other, got one more thought? Come on, Frank, let me know. Uh, the Bucks allowed 20 three-pointers three tonight. Yeah, That's the fewest, fewest amount they've allowed in at least over a year, right? We, the yeah. first night of the season, the five out of 24 from Philly. That would have been the fewest number of makes and attempts last year. This night, only 20 attempts, but obviously it gets lost in the shuffle because A, you fouled a ton. B, offensive rebounding was again a problem. I swear to God, Giannis hasn't boxed out a Hawk uh, this calendar year. Like every game, somebody's jumping over him to get rebounds. Um, and the turnovers as well. 15 turnovers for the Bucks, only nine for, for Atlanta. So again, kind of the, the shot chart was – Really good looking shot chart defensively for the Bucks. Like tons and tons of mid rangers, um, very few threes, not much at the rim as well. But again, um, they kind of gave away everything else um, in the box score when it comes to turnovers, rebounds, and free throws. Again, they they had forty one free throws of their own. Their own. So Bucks ended up still having an advantage from the foul line. But um, twenty six fouls tonight for the Bucks. That's the most they've had all year. I would I would hazard they had. I don't know if they had 26 fouls maybe once last year. That was a ton of fouls. They really struggled with that. It was a long game, a long game uh, in in time, I felt like. It felt like this game dragged on for uh, quite a while. But anyway, we made it to the end. We also made it to the end of this podcast. As I mentioned, they check had, out they Locked had, On. They had two games with 28 fouls last year. Otherwise, 26 was their high. So anyway, for, yes, for 26 fouls is a lot. Bad income if you don't let me end this podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to yell at you, and that's something. That game that, sucked. I don't know why I want to keep this podcast going. Like, screw that game. Let's move on. Let's go to bed. But uh, yeah, you know me. You're a professional podcaster, Frank. That's why we love you. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Then we'll be back after the game against the Cavs. Uh, gonna, gonna get back on the winners list. Hopefully, we'll do that. Uh, subscribe on YouTube audio platform. Send your comments in YouTube if you're angry. Uh, let us know about uh, your rage. <laughs> We're here to support. Speak to you guys tomorrow. <laughs> 